You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pie de Cody Parkey. 43 yardas. El snap. Le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, falló. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. Los hijos se van con la victoria. Ay, papá. No, señor. No, señor. Chicago, Chicago. Nos vamos para New Orleans. Filadelfia gana el partido. I'm in this world and Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels. How's it rolling? I'm rolling great. Your audio stinks, so hopefully people can hear this. Yeah, start the podcast with a complaint. You're just too stubborn to bring your mic. Pretend it's like, uh, you know, Warka Breakout and it's your, like, AR-17 or something. Bring your mic wherever you go until we do one podcast a week. And it's always Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And it's usually like Monday or Tuesday. So why don't you just bring your, your mic to work until we're bringing home from work until we do the podcast. And then the rest of the week, you don't need to bring it. Yeah. No, I should probably just buy a second mic. Or buy a second mic. Yeah, that would be the solution. Yeah. Go in to your boss. Ask for a raise. Say, I need to do more podcasts. And I need uh, 45 more dollars. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about that uh, wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's buzzing about the uh, Seahawks Cowboys game. People can't get enough of it. Yeah. Well, I think you're trying to be sarcastic, but that was a great game, actually. Uh, people are talking about it, but nobody's talking about it anymore. Ooh, my wife is two for two on yelling loudly in the back of my podcast. By the way, great job by Houston. You know, we were all talking about how this year, for the first time in forever, that early game on Saturday, that the, the Houston, Cincinnati, Tennessee traditional game is actually going to be halfway decent. And then yeah, it was Houston worse than any of those games. Yeah. It was more yeah, Houston found a way to make it bad, uh, you know, even with Deshaun Watson. But yeah, but let's jump to the game that we're, everyone has been talking about the most, obviously. The weekend ended in, in a Vikings-esque loss uh, between two teams that I despise equally. And I, I was actually talking to people. People were shocked that I was rooting for the Bears. Everybody thought I should be rooting for the Eagles. But you hate the Packers more than the Bears. Well, I've never really hated the Bears as a divisional rival, um, you know, and I just hated the Eagles for the way their fans acted last year. And how unworthy they were to be in the playoffs in the first place. Yeah. And then uh, the Bears suffered not just a loss, not just a heartbreaking loss, but I would say it's a Vikings-esque loss. And we decided that we needed to have a heartbroken fan on the podcast. So joining us for the first time, uh, not our usual Bears guest, but a special guest, uh, Bears diehard fan Josh Cantor. So Josh, welcome to 32 Fans. Hello, guys. For Long-time listener, first-time caller, as they would say on the radio. <laughs> so far, you're crushing it. 
<laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, I appreciate letting me come on and vent a little bit. I'm just going to give you my thoughts on this and this whole thing. There was a debate, I think, a while ago about what's worse, your team stinking or your team being good, but sort of just falling short every time. Sort of like Jets versus Vikings, right? Jets always suck or recently. And Vikings always come close. And let me tell you something, being close and then almost getting there and then losing at the last whatever, it's way worse. It's, you know, it's awful. It's an awful feeling. And as you are aware, because I live in Israel, I had to watch the game like very late at night. So I'm staying up till two, three in the morning, which I guess for some of you guys, that's normal. But for normal people, that's not. And, you know, that makes it especially hard to swallow to, to be up at uh, two o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the morning and have to watch that. And my last thought on this is um, I was telling my, my family today that um, I, I was yelling at my dad, like, why'd you make me into sports? I really wish like my younger brother couldn't care less about sports. And I'm like, why couldn't I be more like my other brother and not care about sports? And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's just mostly heart, heartbreak, you know, sports is sports is mostly heartbreak and, and it's sad. Yeah, you've won like six titles as a Bulls fan. Okay, you know, that wore off. You know, that was like 25 years ago, enough. Um, I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm a White Sox fan. The Bulls won many years ago. Uh, Enough with with that, people are saying to me, and it doesn't make it any better. All right, so let's – I want to jump sort of uh, your live reaction play-by-play. So with about five minutes to go, uh, the Bears up 15-10. Actually, let's go back a second. The Bears missed that two-point conversion after they score to take the lead. So instead of 17-10 or 15-10, at that moment, when they missed that two-point conversion, how, what, what's your feeling? Are you like, oh, God, now we're going to lose, or are you still feel pretty good? Yeah, I mean, I know Nick Foles, as, you know, as, as they say, he's got God on his side. So I definitely felt that Nick Foles was going to come down, score a touchdown. Uh, there was no doubt in my mind. It was no doubt in my mind guys like Alshon Jeffrey, former Bears player, was going was gonna to screw us. Uh, yeah, I, I obviously thought that was – not going to be good. They had they had Khalil Mack in there for that two point conversion that was really wacky, and um, uh, yeah, it was not a good feeling. You didn't feel confident. Okay, and, uh, so so that's nine minutes to go. The Bears take the lead. You think the uh, the Eagles are going to go down and score, but they don't. The Eagles, uh, you know, a quick drive. I think uh, like five six plays. They punt. Chicago gets the ball. Immediate three and out. And then with five minutes to go, your punter shanks that punt. Uh, that's that's. I don't remember that part's blurry to me. Because remember, we're talking two, three in the morning for me. Yeah. But, uh, All right. But but so the yeah. Eagles, well, the, the point is the Eagles now get the ball at the forty-yard line, so they have a pretty short field for this. Right. Season. Right. Correct. Right. right. So they have a short field. They come down, and you knew like every, and it seemed like every single time the Bears would make a stop, and then on like third down or fourth down, they would somehow pull it out of their rear end, the the Eagles, and. That was just like the worst, obviously, such a horrible feeling. It's just like the whole game was like, you feel like it was in the bag. And, and of course, they, they blew it. And uh, I guess that's what's like. Well, okay, right. so I hold on. Like- well, let, let's not skip all the way to the end. Spoiler. Okay, right. sorry, people, sorry. People don't know. All right, so, so coming out of the two-minute warning, third and nine, as you said, uh, Nick Foles gets the first down to Elshon Jeffrey all the way down to like the two-yard line. Okay? Mm-hmm. At this point, you're at the two-yard line, almost certainly. Almost certainly the Eagles are going to score, but if they don't score, then the then you know the Bears can just kneel out the clock. So clearly the Bears need to save time, and yet they allow 41 seconds to run off the clock without calling a timeout um, after that first down uh, by Alshon Jeffrey. So uh, uh, and you have all three timeouts at this point. So how are you feeling about your coach's decision right here? No, I don't. I have no idea. That makes no sense to me. Um, there was a joke going around at my. I had a few guys over to watch it, and there was jokes going around that because he's part of the 
uh, Andy Reid, yeah. Andy Reid, a tree. <laughs> he was he learned from the best about how to clock management. Yeah. Um, but so is so is the, uh, the the coach of the Eagles. So I don't know. They're both Andy Reid Andy Reid people. So who knows? <laughs> but uh, so maybe that was like a double jinx. But yeah, Andy. You know, you knew I, I, we had no idea what was going on. Why he wasn't calling timeout? We were yelling at the screen. But uh, you know, maybe he knew that they needed to save that one last timeout because again, they used one timeout in that final drive. So the, I guess there was that logic that did come in handy. I guess maybe um, to have that one timeout in the final drive. But uh, it was not obviously a good move, and yeah. All right. So yeah. So they so they let the clock run down all the way to one fourteen. Uh, then they stuff Sproles on first down. Then they finally call a timeout. They stuff Sproles on second down. They call a timeout again. Now third down. Uh, Foles has the incomplete pass. So now with a minute to go, it's fourth and two. How confident were you before that fourth down play? Again, I I wasn't. Remember, you have a historically good defense this year. <laughs> I wasn't because it's the Eagles. You know, these guys are just, that's, that's, they're the Eagles. They, they pull one, they pull it out of nowhere. They, and again, well, not historically. I mean, just, you know, since last January, that's, I know, the but they've had, they've had the magic going for them. And, uh, you just had a feeling that they were going to, they were going to pull it. And so pull on that it. fourth down play, you thought for sure they were going to score. Yeah, I was pretty, I was, I was pretty sure that they were going to score. I, I, I was. Okay. Yeah, so, not, all right. So, so, and unfortunately for you, you're correct. The Eagles do score a touchdown. Um, then they line up for the two point conversion. And this is sort of an interesting situation because it's 16 to 15. The Eagles need the two so that a field goal would send it to overtime. But when Smallwood fails, the ball sort of fumbled. And for a second, it looks like the, the Bears have a chance. I mean, they just jumped on it. But, you know, if the Bears return that, all of a sudden you're going to yeah, have to I, I definitely time. mentioned at the party that if they intercept or return this, it's, they could score two and actually win the game, which is absurd. Yeah, and that would be so bare the way sort of the Bears have been winning games all year. Exactly, that would be exactly. To happen. It's true. It's true. Okay, so now so now you're depressed. It's 16 to 15. You have less than a minute to go because your coach wasted 40 seconds. You have just one timeout. And then Tariq Owen, your Pro Bowl punt, uh, kick returner, has a monster return. Yeah, he has a monster return. That was great. Set up Trubisky. And and I wasn't so confident in Trubisky. I've been not so into him recently. I'm, I'm, the verdict's still out. I don't, I have to say, I don't think he's such a good quarterback. Uh, I hate to say it. And, uh, but then, you know, then they get the, the big down to Allen Robinson, who finally is, you know, showing the, that he is the big receiver he, he's supposed to be. Then uh, you want to walk, talk about the kick? Well, I don't even want to, no, I don't want to talk about the kick. Okay, so they get the okay. big pass to and they call their timeout with 35 seconds to go. And uh, again, and now again, this is a situation where if you had used your timeout earlier, you'd have a minute 10 to go here. You could have, then they do the short pass to Robinson and then Trubisky turns to the sideline and has no idea what to do and allows 19 seconds to waste before he finally spikes the ball. Yeah, you. I, it's, I wonder if these coaches like practice these situations. They must because it just seems like they're clueless sometimes. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that's all on Trubisky. I think any veteran quarterback or, frankly, a rookie quarterback who's who's a little bit more knowledgeable knows that as soon as you complete that pass, you run up and spike the ball. Yeah, I, I that was a little weird. There was or, a lot or of, you run a play. But to spend 19 seconds and not run a play is inexcusable. There was, there was a lot of confusion. I, don't, I just I don't know what to say. Yeah. I, I don't. He's looking to the sideline. He's holding his helmet. Yeah. So they bad. finally spike the ball, uh, which means now it's third and two. And then they go for it all, that deep pass to Anthony Miller in the middle of the field. Yeah. And and now you fail, and so you march out Cody Parkey for the forty three yard field goal. Oh, and then and then he makes it, but of course they call timeout. <laughs> well, okay. So how did you? Well, how did you feel coming into it? Uh, uh, well, okay. I've been saying all year, with, you know, to my Bears friends and fans that 
we're great. I think we're good, but I think it's going to come down to special teams. We don't have a good kicker. It also really hurts that Robbie Gold's been doing really well. He's really popular in Chicago, Robbie Gold, and now he's like on San Francisco, amazing, one of the the best ever. And that hurts even more that we had that guy and let him go. And uh, yeah, so I got into an argument with a Bears fan friend of mine during the game, and then after the game. Because he was saying how 100% Robbie Gold would hit this. There's no, there's no question. But uh, Parky's going to miss it. So I actually looked up the numbers. Over the last three years, all NFL kickers on kicks of 42, 43, or 44 yards, so right in that range, make it 83% of the time. So it's about a 1 in 6 chance. Do you know what Robbie Gold's percentage on 42, 43, and 44 yarders was during his Bears career? I have no idea. 76%. What? So quite a bit worse, actually. What is it? 70? You said... 76%. 76. Um, so a little bit worse, okay, actually. Okay, look, he's not Mr. Clutch. You're right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I can't say. So it's easy sure. once Parky misses to say, oh, of course, you know. Gold yeah, would have hit well, him. okay. So Gold is actually below average. Fine. Fine. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, so, and, and, that, and that everyone's joking in my, in, my, in my chat groups, my football chat groups at the time. You know, what's he going to do? Is he going to donk? Is he going to boink the, the, uh, the goalpost again? And I actually, I'm going to take credit for this. When I predicted before the kick, I said, it's going to be a double doink because he's going to kick it once as they call a timeout and he's going to doink it on the right. And then he's going to line up for the second kick after the timeout and he'll doink well, it on the left. Predicted the you predicted double doink. Yeah. Although, wow. uh, but, I didn't pre- but of course, I didn't predict it on one kick. For the, he actually hits the first one, which is worse as the Bears fan. Can we talk about um, how... NBC, which is normally, you know, the best telecast in all of television, any sport or anything. Yeah, they couldn't get a freaking, yeah, it was pathetic. The, I, they could not get a replay of that. It was, it was astonishing. It yeah, was like, incredible. people got fired over like, that for sure. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't, we, we, I was, I was, I was really upset about that. I basically had to go with what the ref did. And then they, they didn't, they didn't pick up the fact that it was tipped. Yeah. I mean, like, there's nobody who's. I mean, it was it was a bad a bad job from an otherwise 100%. really good. Crew. It was it was atrocious. They they you didn't see that when they showed the replay. You didn't see the the bottom doink. You didn't see the tip until honestly, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter somebody hours came, later. Yeah, somebody came over again. Your your mind remind. I'm reminding you. I went to sleep after, so I, I I wake up and then I'm only a few hours into the day. Somebody says to me, "Oh, you know they." Or then I find out that it was tipped, which I guess makes things better. I don't know, but. Um, Keith, did you feel did you feel like Chris and Al were rooting for the Bears? Because it seemed like that to me. Huh. Well, they root for whichever like city they're going to go to next. But I'm not sure if this affected that. Yeah. Uh, they, they it was already decided, I think, because NBC only has one more game. Yeah. Josh, as a Bears fan, did you feel that way? Uh, <laughs> I don't believe in those. Oh, because uh, my my Eagles fans fans were complaining about it endlessly throughout the game. Oh, they <laughs> definitely do that. I mean, a lot of times you watch a game and the announcing crew will not that they're rooting for a team as much as they're watching the game completely through the prism of one of the team's eyes. All right. So Josh, you are very pessimistic as they're lining up for the kick, but he hits the first one. How did that make you feel coming into the second one? More confident. Oh, hor- I mean, horrible, change. horrible. I knew he's again, Parky's been horrible all year. He's, this isn't like new. He's missed 11 kicks all year, uh, you know, extra points reg- and, and regular field goals. It, it, he's been terrible. And it came down to that one weakness on our team. And that's where, where it hurt us. And, did you see the Instagram terrible. video, uh, Parky's Instagram video of, of where he's aiming and hitting all these goalposts in like 2016? I saw, well, this morning, <laughs> uh, you know, people, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. So people, people this morning, I know obviously are sending me memes and whatever. And I, and I responded to them like, you're acting as if I didn't spend, you know, two hours this morning just watching video memes and videos on the internet, you know, laughing and crying at the same time. Cause there were some really good ones. Like they did the, uh, the Pepsi, the commercial where they, 
where they ice the kicker by opening up the Pepsi can. So somebody cut that in with the bear with uh, him missing the field goal. That was hilarious. A lot of bird box. Yeah, uh, the bird box stuff. Where I she's saw. wearing a, a blindfold, yeah. and it's. Uh, and then the best, another good one was Cody Parkey's hat on Steve Bartman's body. That was a good one. <laughs> there was a lot of them. And and I have to say, that was the silver lining of this whole thing that I was laughing out loud multiple times. Okay, so here's the thing. You cool. said that you went to bed right after this game. If my team hasn't won a Super Bowl since I was in diapers, and I lost the way mm-hmm. this game, I can't go to bed. Yeah, I mean, I was really upset, um, but, you know, I obviously had, like, I woke up my wife. And, yeah, if that, and was, that, the, was, if that was a Jets, okay. I would have definitely cried. And I would have so been I definitely so I definitely came stampered upstairs and like my wife was like I woke her up of course you know she was mad at me that I woke her up at three in the morning and like like she doesn't care that if she was I, good know, she would have been up watching with you honestly uh, well uh, she I got yeah we were we were loud uh, my my party so we kept waking her up anyway but she was sleeping when I came up and yeah it, it was uh, you know eventually what am I gonna do I I, I had to go to bed it was very late but. Uh, it was not all right, easy. Josh. I don't know if you've started thinking about next year yet, but do, do you come out of this like optimistic about next year or pessimistic? No, so I have to say we've been arguing back and forth all year. Uh, you know, as you know, we've had we have our little bet going, and and uh, you know, I've been pro, and they're going to be great. And I actually uh, trying to kind of just change my mind, and I'm like, look, these teams go in waves. Um, you know, this year they had a last place schedule. Next year they get a first place schedule. They play a different division. They play a different, you know. It, it, these things in football go in waves. There's always a bad team that becomes good and a good team that comes bad. Um, Trubisky, I think, is not. I don't know. I'm I'm down on him. The defense was historically good, um, as you said. They they got a lot of breaks on these like penalties turning into first down. A lot of these like pick sixes that could go either way. A lot of these bounces on fumbles that could go either way. That they historically pulled some wins out of their uh, their butts, and 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 I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being really pessimistic because of what happened, but I'm 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 not so high on them. But I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, here I think the positive side, and I said this to you last night. Like the positive side is this is one of the youngest teams in the league. You have a new coach. This was a team that was you know a, at least one year ahead of schedule in terms of competing this year. On the other hand, as Barnwell has pointed out, teams that improve by five plus games uh, from one year to the next, the third year they drop by an average of about four wins. Just because you know, your reversion to the mean, you're not so. They're probably they're probably about a 500 team that overperformed this year, and so you know you might go eight and eight next year and think, oh, we lost our window, but that might just be the natural progression that to go from right. And so you know, I still think I think that Trubisky is a big question mark because to me he he looks like Tim Tebow. He, he he's he's not a good passer yet, but the the defense is so good and they are really young and you know Trubisky still has time to to develop more of you know sort of a, a downfield presence. In a pocket passer. So, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I do look at the Rams obviously like, and say like, maybe we could repeat that model. I think golf's better, but you know, maybe just like the Rams didn't regress and they, they stayed uh, relevant. So maybe the bears can too. Um, I think in this model, I think in the modern NFL, uh, you could do, you can succeed with a great defense and a mediocre quarterback. You don't need the Mannings and the breeze of the world to be, you know, amazing, but so I'm optimistic there because, like, okay, maybe we don't need like a Pro Bowl level quarterback, but you know, he's I, I'm I don't know I, I'm not so sure about him. I, I don't know. Maybe he is the ninth best quarterback in the NFL, but I, I just don't know. I, I can't say anymore what what's his story. He's All right, and for down. the rest of the playoffs, do you root for the Eagles against the Eagles, or you don't care? I don't care. I probably root for the Chargers. I think Philip Rivers. You know, he he deserves one. Um, 
got it. You know, he's a good man. He's got a lot of kids and deserves to win a Super Bowl because he's, is he the best, you know, is he like the best quarterback ever to make, not make a Super Bowl? So in the Super Bowl, well, so Sonny Jurgensen is a top 20 quarterback of all time. No, Super Bowl and, era. He's, Jurgensen mostly played after the Super Bowl era. No, Jurgensen played in the Super Bowl era and he never even made the playoffs, which is kind of crazy. The hot takes that would have existed today. Well, but didn't Jurgensen start in like 56? Yeah, but he played all the way to the 70s. Okay, but he missed the half his career. He missed, he missed, uh, he missed the yeah. Super Bowl era. Yeah, Super Bowl guys, guys that were like played like before I was like since I've been born. Come on, Warren Moon was probably better. I have Rivers a little above Moon now. Of course, Moon, if you know, if he gets, there are very few relevant uh, QBs that did not make a Super Bowl in the modern era. Like the fact that we're already going down to Warren Moon and Rivers. So I, yeah, I have I have um, Rivers all the way up to twenty two. Fouts, no Fouts never made a Super Bowl. So yeah, it's it's Dan Fouts and Philip Rivers. It's two Chargers basically. Yeah, okay. So it's it's high. He's high up. Put it yeah. that. So he's a top five or three or whatever. So I, yeah. of guys who started their career, let's say in the Super Bowl, Fouts, Rivers, and one are the big three. And so I guess after those three, it's like who? It's like Tony Romo or something. So yeah, those are definitely the big three. Yeah, Romo. No, Romo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rivers. Well, Romo never plays in an NFC Championship game, right? Um, yeah. Well, Rivers has made just one AFC Championship game, I think. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of guys. I'm telling you, Rivers. I said this at, again last night at my party. I said I think he's the best to ever, ever not to make a Super Bowl, at least in the modern era. I think it was agreed upon. All right, I think we've had enough of Canner. I think I think let's uh, let's let's end this now. But you did a good job, Josh. Well, my only my own, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I think uh, my only wish is that this doesn't get cut because Chester sounds like he's underwater. I just hope that you're the one who should be drowning yourself in sorrow. You do right? some magic, or we can get a Kiva. Can we get a Kiva to do the audio and imitate Chester? That would be a good one. All right, Josh. Uh, terrible luck to your Bears uh, next year and always in the future. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good Bye. one. Okay, Keeve. So we got enough of that uh, Bears Eagles game with Cantor. I think some would argue too much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, let, let, let's jump back for one second, just briefly talk about the other games. India Houston, as we said, not much to say other than that uh, Houston was Houston in the playoffs. And Bill O'Brien, it's always been, well, if he can only get a quarterback. Well, he has one now. So, uh, you know, I've never liked him since Hard Knocks. Um, you know, the, the biggest shocker to me is the fact that India had 21 points in the second quarter and finished with 21 points. Yeah, I don't. I think if they score 21 this coming week, they're probably not going to play next week. Yeah. Uh, the Seattle at Dallas game. That's my heart now. You know, you're a Jets fan. You've seen a lot of Brian Schottheimer. So I assume mm-hmm. it, was, it was just a confirmation for you, that whole game. Oh, no, not confirmation. It would be like confirmation that your name is Alexander. Like, oh, no, no, I knew that. I didn't need someone yeah. to confirm. Like, it was insane that he got hired. It's funny because the Jets and the Seahawks, like, switched offensive coordinators that are horrible. The Jets and more agreed just because they took a guy who was hiking the Oregon Trail for six years who was unemployable. <laughs> Made him their OC. He's, he's going to be out of the and like he's probably not even going to be like a high school offensive coordinator next year. And the Seahawks took the Jets. Like it was the worst trade ever. It was like trading you know the world's biggest albatross for the second biggest albatross. Um, yeah, I, it's funny because people are complaining after the Bears. Like, oh well, why didn't Tariq Cohn? You know, why did he only touch the ball on offense four times? But you know, I didn't have a problem with the Bears' offensive game plan. They don't have good receivers, and they were missing you know their best or second best receiver in Burton. Uh Obviously, you have a problem with the with the Seahawks game plan. Uh, the one thing that also struck me is like Chicago and Baltimore losing. I, defenses are dead. Yes, there was not a lot of scoring this week, which was you know partially because a lot of the teams were playing were borderline playoff teams, like you know even some of the winners like Dallas and Houston, and uh, like these are not great teams. These are teams with major holes. You know, Houston offensive line, Seattle, a lot of things like the like the play caller. 
you're going to see, I think, a different sport this coming week. And do you remember in the late 90s where this coming week was always like three massive blowouts? Yeah. Going back to the 80s, especially in the NFC, it was like – it was surprising if like whoever was the good team that year, the Bears, the Giants, the Niners, the Cowboys, yeah, the 49ers, didn't, Cowboys didn't and the Niners, win like 49 to three. Like you look back and the scores yeah. are astonishing from the divisional playoffs. Yeah. Like it's every game is a 45 point blowout. I do think we're yeah. going to see. And, some and, of we'll, and we'll get to. T- yeah. And we'll get to this week. But it looks like there's two or three like that this week. Also. I mean, both NFC teams are. In, it's funny because we were like talking in November about the NFC East being like the worst division in NFL history. And now they have two teams that won playoff games, two teams in the arguably better conference. Yeah. But but undeserving because clearly Chicago would be a closer. Right, but if the Rams week. and the Saints are want to even be considered an average Super Bowl champion, they need to destroy the team this week. Like look at what the Eagles did yeah. last year. Like they, they beat a team much better than than. Well, hold on, but but the Eagles really struggled against Atlanta the first. That's week, true, you know, but Atlanta was not a bad team. Like that Atlanta team was better than. than yeah. Them. Well, I mean, they were seven and nine this year, so or six and ten or whatever they finished. Um. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, you said you were not surprised at all. I mean, is that why you picked Dallas? Because I, I was all in on Seattle winning in Dallas. You actually, picked yeah. I just Dallas don't know if Seattle was good enough to win a uh, road. I was neutral. I mean, Seattle did look better, but Seattle was good enough to win a road playoff game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you, you did pick Baltimore. I picked uh, the Chargers in that one. We we both went one and three because we split those, and then we obviously we both wrong on the Bears. Uh, and actually, we were both wrong. We picked both. We both picked Houston. So yeah, uh, bad job by us. Both one and three last week. Maybe we'll do a little bit better this week. But um, yeah, that Chargers Baltimore game, Lamar Jackson looked really, really bad in the first half. And you know, there was the talk of Flacco coming in at halftime, which would have been high comedy, uh, especially if he had done well. And then he started some. Court- well, I think he had, they had to. But, but I, ja- I mean, Jackson, like his numbers were good, but I didn't think he played well at all in the fourth quarter. Like the biggest play, the, the throw of the running yeah, back was, was lost. Time. Was just him. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, he made that play yeah. with his legs, but like. It was not a good throw. It just he happened to loft it over the guy's head like almost accidentally. Yeah, but if you're a Ravens fan, you're still coming. You into know, I don't think he optimistic. means he's a bad More player. So, I just think like, yeah, is, was he better than I, Joe? I think Flacco I'd rather be a Ravens fan Probably than a, not. Yeah, I'd rather be a Ravens fan than a Bears fan right now, just because you know. Again, it's I'm really not sure what you have in Trubisky. Right, we know Trubisky isn't great. We like Jackson. I'm, I'm not super high on either of them this second. But obviously, Jackson's ceiling is through the moon. I mean, he couldn't even run yesterday. Like, he was so useless. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Leah, let's jump to this week's games. Uh, guessing the spread, I, I came back to beat you 3-1 uh, to one after you beat me last week. Uh, India KC, this line to me is way too small. Obviously, you agree even more because you guessed it at 9.5. I guessed it at 7. How is Kansas City not getting a touchdown? I mean, people are getting really oh, too excited. Oh, way too excited. The like, the Chiefs to me I'm are people the best are nervous. Team. Like, well, the, the people Chiefs are, are thinking, like, well, how are the Chiefs going to blow somebody out if their defense is bad? Well, I have news. Like, they could news for you like they could still win 42 24 and their defense could have a mediocre game like yeah exactly you know the the colts offense is still luck is is vastly improved obviously and and healthy which he hadn't been in a couple of years but they're still not they're still not an elite offense let alone a chiefs level offense so i don't understand this line this line at five and a half way Mm -hmm. too low for me I think Kansas City is going to win this game relatively easily. Obviously, uh, the last time these teams faced each other in the playoffs, the Chiefs had a very large lead, and uh, things turned out a different way. So, uh, you know, who, it, it would be a, as a Chiefs fan who, and again, the Chiefs hadn't even won a playoff game in like 25 years in, until the last couple of years, and they still they've they've had a, a disastrous playoff history, basically going back to Hank Stram. So, um, if they were to lose this game as a Chiefs fan, I mean, I think I have to move them up on my on my list of Chris franchises. Uh, yes, this would be, I, I mean, just because there's a very rare, like that you have to say right now, just because the Rams and the Saints are pretty even in the NFC, you'd have to, and the Chiefs are better than the Patriots. You'd have to say the Chiefs today 
in my mind, and I'm guessing in your mind, I don't know if I haven't checked the Super Bowl odds at all. Actually, in Vegas, have to be the slight Super Bowl favorites right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. And and again, like with Mahomes, people are going to say, well, you know, he's so young and he has a career in front of him. Well, look at Dan Marino. Dan Marino in his first full season, 1984, sets all these kinds of records, has a historic season like Mahomes had this year. Never come. And back. they go to the Super Bowl and lose. And never, Marino yeah. never got close to that ever again. No, like, you could never have this granted. chance. You could have a Teddy Bridgewater happen to you. Like, you, you don't get chances at the end of Oh, God forbid, but yeah. Yeah, I'm saying you yeah. you don't get chances. So I, th- I Yeah. So I think Kansas City wins this easily. Um, I'm definitely uh, going to uh, uh, give these points. By the way, the Saints you? are the favorites. Uh, Chiefs are two, but the Chiefs are actually closer to the Pats and the Rams at 3-4. Well, a lot of that is because New England is such a public team. More oh, than but why are the Saints are 220 as, as opposed to the 400 for the Chiefs? Um, I guess because they play such a bad team this I week, think because, but the Chiefs don't play a great team either. I think it's because of the Pats. I, and also people are really low on the Rams, but we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get to that one in a second. Um, so, But what's your pick for India at KC? Casey's going to win. I think they're going to cover. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, then we have the late game on Saturday night, Dallas at the Rams. This is another line where we were both guessing too high. I guess this one at seven and a half. It's a seven. By the you way, it all uh, up to be like Mike and the Mad Dog for a second, like the league has to be ecstatic about uh, the Colts Chiefs is a nothing playoff game. Like the Chiefs are exciting and it might be a good game. But yeah, but the well, next, there's a well, the the it was Chiefs. You know, they're locked in to the home team is locked in before last week. They, it happens to be Colts Chiefs. It could have been uh Chargers Chiefs, but every other, you know, the Cowboys are in the, are in the Saturday night game. So that's an automatic home run. And the Patriots play the early yeah. game Sunday, and then Eagles Saints. Like the Eagles just have a lot of interest right now, and the Saints are, you know, with with Drew Brees are, are yeah. just like, the Eagles Bears game. I don't know if you saw it. Did like ludicrous ratings yesterday, just like historically, like best in twenty yeah. years for a first round of the playoff. Game. Oh, I didn't realize it was that high. Oh, like unbe- because it was close at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and also they're, they're two of the ten biggest cities. They're huge markets, and so yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so Cowboys at the Rams. You know, I'm not sure about the spread because I, I think the Rams are going to win comfortably. But this is the kind mm-hmm. of game I think where the Cowboys. It's not seven and a half. It was seven and a half would scare me at seven. I, I, I'm pretty comfortable taking the Rams. Now there no, will I'm, be I'm a thing. I'm definitely taking the Rams also, but I think it's going to be like 31 to like like I, I 17. Mean, Dak, I was like less impressed with Dak. Sometimes they win, and I'm like less impressed with Dak than like yeah. him sort of coming from behind in a loss, and he does something really cool. Yeah, I'd say once a game or twice a game, Dak something is like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, that's why he was taking the fourth round, like. Here's my prediction. It'll be 31-17. The Cowboys will score a late touchdown. To oh, and yeah. Then, there could definitely be course, a backdoor That's cover the here. scenario where you're supposed to go for two, but of course, the clapper, uh, as they call him, there's no chance that Jason Garrett, even having gone to Princeton, would know about that, right? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So they'll lose to 31-24. For, I mean, obviously, if they lost this game, which would be just an embarrassing loss, uh, there would be a lot of like, well, McAdoo stuff doesn't work in the playoffs, which would be very stupid, but will be very prevalent next week. But Mc, I don't McVay, think they're going to lose. Uh, sorry, McVeigh. McAdoo yeah. stuff doesn't get to the playoffs, but I'm yeah, sure it would be for, great. Well, yeah. well, I was thinking of Bob uh, McAdoo. Bob McAdoo stuff. Well, he wasn't a great playoff guy, was he? Yeah, you know, he was not. Oh, see, he was on the Lakers. Yeah, at the end but of his he wasn't. Yeah, his, his successes are mostly the regular yeah. season for a great player. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we get Chargers at New England, the early game on Sunday, which is um, not ideal because this game, at least the spread, is supposed to be the closest game. This spread also confuses me. The Chargers, to me, are clearly the better team. I, there's no question they're the better team. They're the, they're the road team because of the idiotic way that the NFL does things. And so I had New England favored by two and a half, you know, a little bit less than they should be at home. But this game is four and a half is the spread. So I don't understand. People think the – is this just because they're a public team? Because the Patriots aren't good. Yeah, I think it's going to take this game for people to realize the Patriots aren't good, which Patriots fans have been telling you all year. Yeah. Well, only Simmons. The other ones are home. The, the problem is, again, I, I do think there's an exhaustion, exhaustion that builds up over the course of three and a half months yeah. with the Chargers that – 
you know, eventually just not not having the support of a home yeah. crowd. I think. I really, mean, these uh, teams are similarly so tough for them. Like, yes, it's fine. The Patriots have a. I, I I get why the Pats are four and a half. No, the Chargers have a better defense, and the Chargers have a better offense. Okay, I mean, the Patriots are at home. Well, well, I, I, well, Rivers well, hasn't been lighting the world on fire yeah. for like six or seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But he's and we got a, he's two old quarterback quarterbacks, in the, possibly yeah. in the cold. I don't know anything what yeah. the weather's going to be on Sunday. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the Chargers here. Do you know the Chiefs are one eleven against the spread in the playoffs in their last twelve? Ooh, not ideal. That's funny. I mean, yeah. what they did with like Christian Okoye in 1994 isn't super relevant, but still funny. Yeah. For an, I, I'm going to take the Chargers because the Pats, like, I can't see the Patriots blowing the Chargers out under any scenario. So I, I, your odds are just so much better than 50. percent to but who are you picking probably. to win? You picked the Ravens last week. You're picking against the Chargers. I'm going to pick again. the Chargers to win. I'm going to pick the oh, wow. I think Chargers Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then Philly at New Orleans. Again, when these teams played, you know, six weeks ago or whatever it was, that was sort of the nadir of the Eagles season. Mm-hmm. Their season was over. You know, they're going to put Wentz on the shelf. And somehow, miraculously, they haven't lost the game since then. Uh, the spread is only eight and a half, whereas last time it was like 11 or whatever. And the Saints obviously tripled that just about. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I thought the Eagles were garbage. Nothing that I saw yesterday convinces me otherwise. Right. I mean, they, they just Nick Foles put together one drive when he needed it, but he didn't do very much most of the game. And uh, and he could have been worse. I thought the Bears like dropped an interception. So I'm going to pick New Orleans to win and to cover also. All right. New Orleans to win and to cover. It's you're looking at nine for the for the Saints Eagles. I'm looking at eight and a half right now. Has it moved to nine? Yeah, I think it's moving towards nine. Uh, if it moves anymore, I'll probably take Philly for a backdoor cover. I, I wouldn't bet on this. I don't. I don't like betting. Uh, you know, I, I I think the Saints should just destroy the Eagles. The Eagles aren't good. Like yeah. they didn't show their defense played okay against the terrible offense. I think they're in for a little bit of a reawakening against the Saints. Um, but nine is so many points. Eight and a half is so many points. So it would be a stay away if we were like paying real money in the game. But I'll pick the Saints. To cover, yeah. All right, so uh, you know it's not lining up to be other than that Chargers Patriots game a super exciting divisional round. But as you said, mm-hmm. was, but that means that we could have a dynamite. And I mean, the AFC Championship, no matter what, as long as the Colts aren't involved, I think would be a really exciting game. And in the mm-hmm. NFC, of course, Rams Saints. Uh, the first time we saw it was really good. And so uh, you know, uh-huh. there's there, there's been a, the four best teams all year have been the Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Saints in some order. And so those are the four teams that deserve to be there. Yeah, I agree. I, that would be a very fitting Final Four. Yeah. And for really sure, one of them won't be. For sure, one of them won't be. I'd say <laughs> a Chargers-Chiefs, you know, there won't be a lot of excitement. How many Chargers fans do you know? How many Chiefs fans do you know? But yeah. that would be a very fit. Like, that would be a perfectly reasonable uh, rematch. In, so, like, any yeah. combination of, you know, Chiefs versus the Chargers or the Patriots, and then it could only be the Rams Saints to have a respect. Like, yes, there will be a lot of interest if you have the Eagles miracle story continuing or this freaking stupid Cowboys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, some com- those are the five best teams this year. Yeah, and, and the Super Bowl storylines, there's a lot of good Super Bowl storylines out there. Well, I think the Bears are better than the Patriots, but there's a lot of good Super Bowl storylines out there. Uh, obviously, you have LA versus LA would be alive. You would mm-hmm. have uh, Philip Rivers. I don't even think that's a good storyline. I like, I, I, I think. Well, nobody good. cares about them, but at least it's. It's, it's almost it's like an embarrassing storyline. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, actually. It's a bunch of LA people saying, like, I'm not even watching Super Bowl, and like, we don't even care about football, and we have the two teams. Like, that would be annoying. I think that uh, the Rivers thing would be a good story, though. Uh, the Saints coming into Atlanta, where they're like the most hated team, would be akin to you know the Vikings having to host the Eagles last year. Yeah, the AFC the that is a big deal. The AFC team will have a huge rooting uh, advantage, like a, a huge home field advantage there. Well, no, it's because it, it's about whose fans travel better. I mean, everybody in Minnesota hated the Eagles. No, but the, the neutrals will be Atlanta. Will be rich Atlanta no, people who are going to be rooting against. There the were Saints. no no rich Minnesotan neutral. Like, let me put it this way: the Eagles had the overwhelming support. 
Well, there are no rich Minnesotans. This is like the guy who owns no, the, the Mall e- of America, the, probably. The Eagles and had the overwhelming. I think they live in the Canada. Eagles actually, had the, the, the overwhelming support of the crowd. It lost Super Bowl because yeah. the Eagles hadn't been to a Super Bowl in forever, and the the Colts Chiefs is all the all these lines are kind of high. Chiefs Patriots is actually the uh, Chargers Patriots is actually the lowest, fifty seven over under for Colts Chiefs. That's wild. Yeah, what's the over under on the Philly New Orleans game? Uh, fifty one. Although I mean, look, New Orleans has been a more defense first team the last month of the year for the most part. Yeah, I mean, if, if four, like forty two to fourteen doesn't go over, you know, uh, thirty eight to to. To 17 doesn't go like those are high scoring games that's crazy for Colts Chiefs yeah it's it's such a it's such a weird like the Eagles have such a weird defense because their their secondary is so bad but their pass rush is so good so they got to get to the quarterback and if they don't yeah. then they're in a lot of trouble I mean not, not much different than last year I mean their secondary is worse but it's pretty similar yeah. their secondary is definitely worse I mean they allowed 33 points in the Super Bowl like they allowed the Patriots to throw for 7,000 yards against them. yeah by the way underdogs have have uh, you know not only did they go four 0 this week but they've now covered ten consecutive games. Yeah. This year and last year playoffs combined, underdogs are fourteen and one against the spread. That's crazy. All right, keep that in mind. So you and I, uh, yeah, you and I banging all these favorites. Uh, maybe not the right way to go. No, we're probably stupid. Luckily, we're not spending more money on this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Keith. Uh, you know, uh, enjoy your football this week, and we'll talk next week. Bye.
Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.